Back home now, there'll be a lot of attention on official employment data. It's out later this morning and whether that tempers the Reserve Bank's mood for another interest rate rise, the ABC senior business correspondent Peter Ryan will of course be watching as usual and Peter joins us now. What can we expect? Well, uh, good morning, Tom. Economists think the jobless rate for April is going to come in steady at 3.5%. That would be a continuation of what is a 50-year low. And you have to go back to the final year of Gough Whitlam's government to see this sort of thing. Also, expectations are that around 25,000 new jobs were created. So, on the surface, the remarkable story continues and the economy remains resilient. But we do need to say that it's patchy and probably getting patchier in parts around the country and the impact of those 11 interest rate rises really are starting to sink in. And as always, these numbers do bounce around from month to month, so we have to keep an eye on that. It's also important that we don't treat this jobs reading as just numbers, but it's all about real people. Um, We keep hearing that it is a tight jobs market and there's plenty of work, but of course household budgets are in crisis with many people seeking help from charities just to live from day to day. You're going to be watching this closely today, Peter, but how closely will the Reserve Bank be watching the employment reading in case it you know, fuels inflation? Well, uh, very closely, Tom. The Reserve Bank Governor, Philip Lowe, has been consistently warning that a, a tight jobs market is always on the RBA's radar. He's trying to manage um, uh, getting the jobless rate a bit higher to help push down inflation. The trick is doing that and maybe having to raise interest rates again without engineering a recession. And a few weeks ago, Philip Lowe said the possible price to pay could be hundreds of thousands of people losing their jobs. Now, Treasury and the Reserve Bank think the jobless rate will actually tick higher to around 4.5% over the next year. Even so, that's still quite low and in the range that the RBA would probably still consider as full employment. Money markets see the RBA's cash rate staying on hold at the RBA's next board meeting on June the 6th. But really anything that shows evidence of rising inflation and a still hot economy uh, could see another rate rise delivered. And of course, um, a lot of people are still recovering from that shock rate rise uh, earlier this month. Let's not forget we saw strong wages growth data yesterday as well. Could that feed into inflation and worry the RBA? Well, uh, yeah, Tom, Australian wages uh, grew at the fastest annual pace in a decade uh, in the last quarter, up 0.8%, with the annual pace increasing to 3.7%, which is a little bit higher than forecast, but probably not enough to worry the Reserve Bank, given that it was in line pretty much with expectations. And perhaps some temporary solace for the RBA amid worries about this wage price spiral that uh, could lead to more rate hikes. 3.7% wages growth is undoubtedly good news, but it's still well behind 7% annual inflation. Last week's budget actually sees wages rising to around 4% next year. The problem is that uh, wages might be rising, but prices are going up and wages just aren't keeping up with it. So Mm. it's all still about inflation. And then on the other side, you have employer groups worrying that excessive minimum wage increases are probably unsustainable and could force job losses, especially in the retail sector, which is doing it tough at the moment. Can I just ask you, while we've got you there, about this US debt ceiling crisis? It really continues to run down to the wire. And of course, we know Joe Biden now pulling out of his Australia visit to uh, continue those negotiations. How close will we get to a default, which could be, I imagine, catastrophic for the US, not to mention the rest of the world? Well, it's looking as though this probably is going to run right down to the wire. And the Republicans and the 
US Congress are really pushing this as hard as they possibly can because they want to um, wedge uh, the Democrats and also the White House to agree to spending cuts. They don't want to see the US debt ceiling get any higher than uh, the 31 trillion US dollars that it currently is. But uh, Wall Street seems to be getting more optimistic that there will be a last minute deal. Um, All three major indices, including the Dow Jones Industrial Average, ending up around about 1.2%. But it is a a major worry, not just for the United States. It's not just an inside-the-beltway issue in the United States. But if the US uh, stops paying its bills, it's bad news for average workers in the United States, public sector workers, people relying on uh, food stamps, uh, the running of hospitals through Medicare. And also, many economists have the view that uh, a debt default in the United States would probably trigger a recession or bring forward what's probably a recession caused by uh, Fed rate rises early in the year. And of course, that would have fallout right around Australia. Just while we've got you there, you've been following the scandal at PwC. Can we just finish on that? Any updates there? Well, PwC remains in the bunker. We've been asking to talk to the former Telstra boss, Ziggy Switkowski, who's been brought in by PwC uh, to do an independent review. Um, They still haven't made him available. Uh, Journalists, including myself, want to ask questions about how they're just going to unravel what is a crisis for PwC and threatening the the brand and the reputation. And and on the outside, um, there's also that potential that there could be external investigations, possibly even from the Australian Federal Police. There's going to be a pretty hot uh, Senate Estimates hearing uh, next week where Labor Senator Deborah O'Neill is going to be asking some pretty hard questions about just how many PwC partners knew about this uh, confidential information that was meant to be restricted to a few PwC people that potentially allowed some big PwC clients to use a workaround to get around paying their fair share of tax. Okay, Peter, thank you very much for joining us. Peter Ryan there, the ABC senior business correspondent.